This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Tic Tac. Yes, we're talking about that UFO video recorded by the Navy fighter pilots a couple years ago. And I thought this would be a good time to go back and do a little more research into that and bring a little clarity to it. Because sometimes when we see uh, these videos just lumped together, we lose track of uh, when they happened, where they happened, and what exactly went on. Now, I've uh, linked a couple articles uh, to the Tic Tac uh, video, to the articles about the Tic Tac at the Twitter account, UFO Warning. You can go there by going to at Warning Sub UFO and take a look at some of this stuff for yourself. First off, the first thing that we're talking about, which is the Tic Tac UFO, occurred uh, off the coast of California on San Clemente Island. And uh, I found this first article that was written not too long after this all broke. I thought this was pretty good. It comes from LiveScience.com. The title is Navy Pilot Was pretty weirded out by encounter with unidentified object in 2004 in the the articles by Elizabeth Howe. Now, this article was posted two years ago, but it's still very relevant, and I think it brings a lot of um, clarity to the subject. It says, um, the U.S. Department of Defense had a secret program to investigate reports of unidentified flying objects, and former Navy pilots in the program say they had a stunning encounter with a UFO in 2004. Now, remember, the other two sightings occurred in 2015, so that was 11 years after the first one. So this secret program remained secret for quite a while, and even now you think about this, this happened 16 years ago. It says... Navy pilots in the program say they had a stunning encounter with a UFO in 2004. The New York Times tells of the mission of Commander David Fravor and Lieutenant Commander James Slate, who were in training over the Pacific Ocean off the coast of San Diego at the time. They got a strange call from a radio operator. The military had been tracking strange aircraft in the region for about two weeks. The operator said that sometimes these flying objects made sudden maneuvers, dove tens of thousands of feet, or even hovered, according to the reports. So we see here, this thing had been going on for a couple of weeks. It wasn't just like there was a one-off sighting, uh, there was a reflection on on the radar that gave some kind of a false reading. We're seeing a pattern here. And remember, this was a uh, Navy uh, battle group that was doing its exercises out there off the coast of California. So this was in what we would consider a a no-go zone, basically. I mean, you have uh, Navy fighter pilots and all kinds of traffic going in and off these ships. It's not the place you would expect to see civilian traffic or drones or anything like that. The article says, according to, uh, asked to investigate, Fravor and Slate eventually spotted one about 40 feet or 12 meters long it was hovering 50 feet above the ocean the time report says fravor added that the object appeared to be causing a sort of boiling or bubbles in the ocean as the rest of the water looked calm well here we see this ufo interacting 
uh, with its environment. So common in these cases. And you have to wonder, uh, is this thing being fueled by ocean water, or is this just a thrust coming down from it? But as Faber points out, this thing is causing the oil, the ocean to boil beneath it. Maybe it's so hot that it's boiling the water that way. We don't know. Fravor descended. The object ascended to meet him. And then it veered suddenly. So think about this. He's flying along in his fighter jet. Now he can't just drop out of the sky like a helicopter. But he does head down toward this thing, which is 50 feet off the ocean. And as he heads down toward it, it moves up toward him. It accelerated like nothing I've ever seen, he said in an interview with the Times, adding that he was pretty weirded out. A few minutes later, the objects disappeared, he said. So here we have this object, this 40-foot-long tic-tac-shaped UFO, hovering there 50 feet above the ocean. The ocean water below it is foaming, bubbling, boiling up. Our fighter pilot sees it. He's, he's a ways off. He flies down toward this thing. And as he flies down toward it, it shoots up like a rocket toward him. Apparently it hovers there and then disappears. Favor, Favor returned to his carrier ship where people mocked him for what he saw, he told the Times. This goes to show that even in a battle-hardened group like we expect in the U.S. Navy, even though they've been tracking these things for two weeks, all right, they've been tracking them for on radar for two weeks, so they have they have documented physical evidence these things are out there. But when he comes back, this pilot, who, by the way, is squadron leader, I believe, and reports what he saw, and what happens? Well, people mock him. The debunkers come out. And you got to wonder, how can people be so afraid of the truth that they can't entertain the possibility that something that could pose a serious threat to them is right basically in their midst, their pilot is telling them about that, but instead of them reacting to, wow, let's do a threat assessment, they want to make fun of the guy. Fravor's account includes a video, one of several recorded as part of the program. Now think about that. He's got the video. It says here, Favor returned to his carrier ship where people mocked him for what he saw. He told the Times his superiors didn't look into the matter, and Fravor moved on to other things in his career, such as serving in the Persian Gulf as air support during the Iraq War. Okay, this is 2004. He reports this UFO that's right there in the middle of this carrier group, and nobody seems to care, or if they do care, they're not telling him. Fravor's account includes a video, one of several recorded as part of the program. The video shows a small object skirting from side to side and circling in view of the camera. The Times added that the Observers also underwent tests after their encounters to see how the experience had affected them. Now, that's interesting. The Times added that the observers, now I'm assuming they mean the pilots, underwent tests after their encounters to see how the experience had affected them. It almost sounds like the Navy is uh, doing research into this. They are doing investigation, but they're letting the pilots go on and believe that uh, no, you really haven't seen anything. Don't worry about it. Just ignore it. They're compartmentalizing it. They're taking this key piece of intelligence and they're trying to contain it within the upper ranks is what it looks like. It says, I can tell you, I think it was not from this world, Fravor added in a separate interview with ABC News. I'm not crazy. I haven't been drinking. It was after 18 years of flying. I've been pretty much, I've, I've seen pretty much about everything that I can see in that realm 
and this was nothing close. 18-year Navy pilot veteran, or he's been flying for 18 years, and he's never seen anything like it. Doesn't sound to me like it was a bird or a drone or a weather balloon. Sounds to me like this man saw a UFO. The news comes amid news the news comes amid news that the US government has been searching for UFOs in secret since at least 2007. Well, we know this they've been searching for a lot longer than that. While the Department of Defense says their program was shut down in 2012 due to do a lack of funding, the Times further reported that this program is still active. Of course, we found out since then that they have other programs. Their program was called the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program and had an annual budget of $22 million between 2008 and 2011. By contrast, the budget of NASA as a whole was roughly $18.4 billion. This isn't the first time that the government has looked into accounts of mysterious objects. In 2016, the CIA agency released many previously classified documents. Yeah, we know about this. While the scientific evidence for UFOs is inconclusive, many people still want to believe, blah, blah, blah. Now, there was another article here that I thought was also uh, sheds a little bit of light on this. This is taken from the perspective of another pilot. So we've seen Fravor's side of it. We, we, we know where this occurred. This occurred uh, off the coast of California there, uh, off of San Diego. It occurred among a battle carrier group. So you got a bunch of different Navy ships out there with the aircraft carrier. It happened in November 2004, so it's been 16 years ago. And the main players then, of course, that we read so much about are David Fravor and uh, Chad Underwood, actually. And these are the two main pilots. Now, this article here I found uh, came uh, off of uh, NewYorkMag.com. The date's December 19th, 2019. The title says, Navy Pilot Who Filmed the Tic Tac UFO Speaks. It wasn't behaving by the normal laws of physics. Now, I've got that video uh, linked at the Twitter account. And it's like the last minute or so, you'll see the Tic Tac video. The first two videos have narration of the pilots as they're observing and um, filming this thing. Or and the other two, the other two uh, UFO accounts. There's three different, three different videos that came out that were released by the Navy. The first two, uh, they're all... And they're, the first two each have narration by the pilots. Three separate videos. The first two videos are narrated. The last video, there's no sound. Now this seems a little bit inexplicable to me. It almost makes you wonder if what they were saying wasn't so wasn't so concise that it would add to validity of what they were saying. So if you go to the Twitter account, you have a warning. There's a link from the Guardian. Uh, dot com and there's like a oh maybe a three and a half minute video on there. The first two segments are from the first are from the two videos that took place in 2015. Each of those videos includes narration from the pilots as they as they created those videos. The last minute or so of that video is the one that we're talking about here today, and that's and that is what's commonly referred to as the tic tac video. For whatever reason, there's no audio on that video as they mentioned here in the article. It says, In the 15 years since Chad Underwood, uh, Underwood, since Chad Underwood sorry Chad, recorded a bizarre and erratic UFO, now called the Tic Tac, a name Underwood himself came up with, 
from the infrared camera on the left wing of his F-A-18 Super Hornet. He's become a flight instructor, a civilian employee in the aerospace industry, and a father. But he has not yet spoken publicly about what he saw that day, even now, two years after his video made the front page of the New York Times. So you see the chronology here. The video was created in 2004. and 2017, remember, those three videos were clandestinely released to the New York Times, who uh, published them and released them to, uh, to the Academy of Stars, where they went worldwide. Now, this here interview here has taken place two years later after, uh, two years later after they've been released to the New York Times and just before they were released via the Department of Defense. So this is in 2019. The official release was in early 2020. It says, but he has not yet spoken publicly about what he saw that day, even two years after his video made the front page of the New York Times, as he explained before speaking with Intelligencer. Underwood has mostly wanted to avoid having his name attached to the little green men, crazies that are out there, quote-unquote. The story of the Tic Tac begins around November 10, 2004, when radar operator Kevin Day first reported seeing odd and slow-moving objects flying in groups of 5 to 10 off of San Clemente Island, west of the San Diego coast. Now, if you go to the Twitter account page, UFO Warning. I have a link there to Google Maps or Google Picture Map, and you can see right where this happened, just off the coast of Southern California. As I say, this has been going on for a couple of weeks. At an elevation of 28,000 feet, moving at a speed of approximately 138 miles per hour, the clusters were too high to be birds, too slow to be conventional aircraft, and were not traveling on an established flight path at least according to Day. Well, it's, they don't even need to add that last part in, at least according to Day. Look, there are flight paths that planes have to follow. These UFOs were not following flight paths. As you'll see here, they were doing drops out of the sky from 60,000 feet down to 50 feet at the speed of ballistic missiles, they say. So they weren't, they weren't worried at all about the flight path. They were doing their own thing. In a military report made public by KLAS-TV in Las Vegas, we're told, Day would later observe that the objects exhibited ballistic missile characteristics as they zoomed from 60,000 feet to 50 feet above the Pacific Ocean, alarmingly without producing sonic booms. Look, no human could do that. And no machine could do that without producing a sonic boom. All told, radar operators with the Princeton... That's a ship they were on. Spent about two weeks attempting to figure out what the objects were. A process that included having the ship's radar system shut down and recalibrated to make sure that the mysterious radar returns were not false positives or ghost tracks. Now you can see they went to extraordinary measures. They've been tracking these UFOs in groups of 5 to 10. Doing things that were physically not possible for pilots to do. Doing things that speeds that should have caused sonic booms, but didn't. In spite of all that, they closed the radar down, they recalibrated just to make sure they weren't imagining things. Eventually, David Fravor, now this is, we've talked about him, this is, the, the I believe, the squadron leader, leader, commanding officer of the Black Aces, made visual confirmation of one of the objects mid-air during a flight training exercise. An hour later... Underwood, that's just Chad Underwood, another Navy pilot, made his infrared recording on a second flight. 
So that's where that recording comes from. This 2004 recording referred to as the Tic Tac or Navy UFO Tic Tac video. That day under room calls, Dave Fravor was like, Hey dude, Bolo, like be on the lookout for just something weird. I can't remember the exact terms that he used. I didn't really think much about it at the time. But once I was able to acquire it on the radar and on the flare, forward-looking infrared camera, and that's kind of where things, I wouldn't say went sideways, but things were just different. Well, I would say that when you discover a 40-foot-long, tic-tac-shaped UFO hovering 50 feet or so above, above the ocean, that things went sideways. They got a little weird. They got real weird. The footage appears to depict what Fravor had identified as a 40-foot-long, white, oblong shape, hence tic-tac, hovering somewhere between 15,000 and 24,000 feet in mid-air and exhibiting no notable exhaust from conventional propulsion sources, even as it makes a surprising dart leftward in the video's final moments. Now remember, an hour before this, Fravor had seen this thing 50 feet off the water. He talked about the ocean water boiling beneath it. Now we're finding it at what? 24,000, 15 to 24,000 feet in midair, darting around. It makes a surprising dart leftward in the video's final moments. One of the three UFO incidents captured by the U.S. Navy airmen via infrared gun camera pods. Now, that's a little confusing right there because remember what we said. The first video is from 2004. The other two of the three videos is from 2015. So let's be sure we understand when this happened and that the fact that there's 11 years in between. 11 years that this thing's set in a vault somewhere. So it's a little confusing when we see all three videos oftentimes just strung together like they were all filmed on the same day. That's not what happened. We had the first occurrence in 2004 where the pilots were just left out in the dark and not really told anything. They were briefed. They wanted to make sure they were okay and they didn't have, they weren't in shock from seeing this thing. We're told that they're evaluated. But nobody sat down with them and said, well, you know, let's have a discussion about this. I guess that they were, were considered not to be, they were uh, not on a need-to-know basis. And why would, the think, why would the Navy think that the Navy pilots that saw these UFOs need to know when Jimmy Carter was reportedly denied access to UFO files by then-CIA head George Herbert Walker Bush? Now, the article continues. It says, of three UFO incidents captured by U.S. Navy airmen via infrared gun camera pods, Underwood's footage remains unique for its lack of crosstalk between the pilots, a fact that has had has led some to speculations about its authenticity. Well, that doesn't lead me to any speculation about its authenticity whatsoever. To me, it makes it more likely to be authentic because they probably took something off of there that they didn't want us to hear. I mean, could you imagine that? It says, but there wasn't anything on it that was protected. Underwood's retired former commanding officer, Dave Fravor, told Intelligentsia, the missing audio, he says, just didn't make the copy that was taken from the storage drive. A former fire pilot who served on the Nimitz in 2004 
who spoke to intelligence here on condition of anonymity, recalled an exhilarating group screaming of the FLIR video inside the Nimitz Carrier Vehicle Intelligencer Center, CVIC. So remember, this is a Nimitz Carrier Group. That's the, that's the background that's going on here. you got this giant naval uh, flotilla out there off the coast of San Clemente Island. It's out there for a couple weeks anyway. We know this because they're telling us that they've been tracking this UF, these, this, these uh, groups of UFOs that spontaneously enter their airspace in groups of 5 to 10. And they're concerned about them. So what happens? Dave Fravor, he's the squadron commander, it looks like. He goes out there with the guy who's under his command, this Underwood fellow. And Fravor, he's, he makes visual contact with the UFO. They go back out again, him and, him and another pilot, Underwood. And this time, Underwood films the thing. That's 2004. They turn it in. They, they bring back the FLIR footage, okay, everybody on the ship that can's looking at this thing, and they're hooting and hollering, they're carrying on, they're all, they're suddenly UFO believers. It says there really was, there, there weren't really a lot of skeptics in that room. No, not when you see the thing right there, you can't, you have to believe your lying eyes. At that point, they're like, wow, that's it, that, that's the real deal. Years later, Fravor told ABC News that he didn't know what the Tic Tac was, but that it was really impressive, really fast, and I would like to fly it. And the CVIC that day, the anonymous pilot told Intelligencer, we all had that. We all wanted to fly it. This thing wasn't a reflection of somebody's sunglasses, okay? This was a physical object spotted and recorded by trained pilots and videoed by their gun cameras. Uh, the army of the many people to have spotted or recorded the objects, a handful like Fravor or Princeton's retired Chief Master at Arms, Sean Kehu, who reported seeing what appeared to be another grouping of the objects from the missile cruiser's deck, have spoken to journalists and documentarians. Others have not. Lieutenant Colonel Chex Kurth, a Marine Hornet Squadron commanding officer who was also asked to intercept the Tic Tac, still has not done an on-the-record interview. Three years after the sighting, however, Kurth did take a job as a program manager at Bigelow Advanced Aerospace Studies in Las Vegas. Well, you know, you got to think maybe he saw something, or otherwise would he, why would he have taken a job with one of the biggest UFO, richest UFO buffs in the world, Mr. Bigelow. It says, whose owner, Robert Bigelow, has been a well-known private funder of UFO and paranormal research for decades. It was during this same period that Bigelow became a military contractor working on the Pentagon's once-secret UFO investigation program, the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. Well, we're starting to see some of the usual suspects. Now, don't forget about Louis Elizondo, former head of that program, and how this very video, along with two others, made its ways from the hands of the Defense Department to the New York Times to Mr. Elizondo and friends. Interesting stuff. And it turns out one of the pilots, one of the pilots that spotted this thing, is now tied up working for Bigelow, who's involved with the TTSA here, according to these guys. Underwood now joins 
Fravor, Cahill, and others, and speaking about his experience with the Tic Tac. This conversation has been condensed and edited for clarity. Well, I think what we can draw from this is this, this thing has gotten so much traction, it's gotten so big, and you can only cover the truth up for so long. So what I want to take from this podcast is that what we're talking about here is the Tic Tac video. This is the one that was videotaped by Mr. Underwood, Pilot Underwood, and uh, Mr. Fravor. It's part of the Nimitz Battle Carrier Group. These UFOs had been sighted for about two weeks in groups of 5 to 10 at all different altitudes doing all kinds of crazy stuff, uh, hovering over the ocean uh, where the water boiled beneath, darting out of the sky from 60,000 feet altitude up down to 50 feet down, uh, pretty much just doing whatever they wanted to do with impunity and not being at all concerned that they were doing it within the airspace of the Uf, U.S. Navy. Now, from all that experience, we have this video that lasts about a minute, just over. And out of the three videos, remember this. This is the one that was, okay, it was recorded in, uh, what, October 2004. It was recorded by these two Navy pilots as part of the Nimitz carrier group, disappeared for quite a while, finally has been released as of this year by the Defense Department, and of the three videos that the Defense Department released, this is the only one without audio. For, for whatever reason, we don't know. Maybe at some point in the future, the audio uh, narration of this video will, will be released into the next lucky UFO company, and, and they can make... Uh, some free marketing points off of it before it's released. All in all, this is just a fascinating, um, a fascinating story about how this UFO was recorded after quite a bit of uh, quite a bit, quite a bit of uh, monitoring by that battle group. How it stuck around, how it was recorded by these pilots, and then after all these years, 16 years later, we're still diagnosing what happened in that video. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.